Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, a venture into verbal volleyball where we vigorously investigate the value of the newly verified Norwich manager, David Wagner. It's just me and thee today, punt. Let's get reacting. Right then, John, marks out of 10 for who it is and how quickly they've got him in. How quickly? I will say that's an eight. Look, they've delivered on what they promised. Um, they we needed, the We needed the new manager in or the new head coach in double quick. They've got them in double quick. So that is absolutely fair play. In terms of rating the, the managerial or the head coach appointment, I'm really meh about it. Like it's six, six out of 10, I guess, for me. I get it. Like it's familiar to Weber. He knows exactly what he's getting. It's it's clear that Wagner fits, I guess, what, what Weber was putting out in his quotes in terms of recognising the importance of getting the fans on board. He is one of these tub-thumping, kind of really, um, you know, fist-pumping managers that that might get in front of the Barclay and, and really work us up into a frenzy. And, and maybe that's what we need. But I just hope... I really hope, and I'm sure we'll get into this, that the club have learned lessons in terms of the Dean Smith appointment and that with with Wagner, there is going to be a degree of scepticism around the football club. And I think that's natural given that, you know, look, he's been sacked from his last three posts. Um, so, do you know, we need to put in the, the requisite support mechanisms around him to start to construct, and we've used the word a lot on this podcast this season, the narrative around what a David Wagner team is. What what do they look like? What do they do? What can we expect over the next next like you know five months? Um, you know, hurtling towards the end of the season now already, and and more importantly, what can we expect in maybe in terms of like the two year plan, the five year plan? Like, we just haven't been spoken to about that for for so very long. It feels like it's badly needed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, I would give him a seven out of ten, just simply because of the some of the names that were in the frame struck fear in me that <laughs> you know I was I was going to have to do a real reframing, positive mental attitude, sit down, have a word with myself to be even willing to tr- come on a podcast or go to Carroll Road and and be positive about it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was really fearful that we might have ended up with a dinosaur in my humble, unbadged, uncertificated opinion. Um, so I, I think it makes perfect sense. Um, the, 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 it's been tagged pre-appointment being announced. It's been attacked. It's been tagged with uh, boring um, in some quarters. But I think actually, if you think about what they're pointing at there is they're going, oh, well, that's a bit obvious. Well, you know, sometimes the obvious thing is good. You know, beans on toast, cheese on toast. You know, some, sometimes you just think, well, that, that's something that I know is going to work. So I'll go with it. Um, he has... You know, very very simply, based on you know all the information that's available on the internet, there's a you can look at this like with most things with a half full, half empty kind of approach. The half full approach is he's not just one promotion, but he's done it via the playoffs. Obviously, with that penalty shootout against Reading, his teams play the right way. So there was, there was talk of reset um, needed, and and it is a reset, not a rebuild. And I think that is that is important just to say you know there he should be able to get closer to that philosophy that in theory was top to bottom, everything the club was going to be about until Smith got involved. Um, he was uh, part of the team that part of the leadership team that brought in some really great talent across from continental Europe um, on the cheap, you know, built a squad, included players like Aaron Moy, who I was always, you know, really, really, really admired when I saw him play. Um, and they didn't really spend enough in their second 
kind of turn time time around Huddersfield to stay up, and no one got a tune out of them after he left. You know, none. You know, it's not those players have gone on to have great Premier League careers. I don't think he had the tools for the job. Um, and his last team beat Man United in the Champions League last season. Uh, and he guided them to second place in the league. Now, there is a half empty to cancel out some of that, which is, OK, yeah, he did. Uh, he, he went one better than Farker in that he managed to stay up the first season and um, before he had the go, go to war without a gun kind of argument. Um, and, you know, young boys were 15 points adrift, having won it three times on the bounce before that. So, OK, he's second in the league that good if you've got the equivalent of a, of a Celtic or a Rangers in that kind of league. And at Schalke, he, you know, set that 16 league games without a win record. 18. Uh, was it 18, was it? But, uh, yeah. but, but the point is, that is that's a that's an example, maybe league games, cup games, whatever. doesn't matter. point is, I've seen also those who care a lot more about football that isn't played in England than me um, say that there's a lot of mitigating factors for for, for them yeah. being in a bit of a mess, etc. So, But I mean, I, I don't know enough about that to, to, to speak on that. That will come out on proper podcast. Now, I think for me, the, the half full list there, and I, I didn't start writing those bullet points with really one or the other in mind because for me it is it is an obvious appointment he makes perfect sense so I'm kind of slightly more positive but honestly I, I think I think those half full things stand up much better than the half empty ones do if he does what he what he says on the tin which is play a proven style of football we know that he can play more so than 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 Smith came with you know I certainly didn't have any impression of what Smith's football was really having watched Villa for a couple of years and seen them and him him and them in the Premier League knew he'd spent a lot more money than we were likely to give him um, whereas Wagner's not the case, uh, and 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 he has, like I say, masterminded some good results in European football. Um, it's hard to, to to finish anything other than bottom of a Champions League group with with young boys. So I, I, I'm I'm oh, I didn't even I didn't even realise I'd made a pun. Uh, but you, but you see what I mean? Um, if they're good enough, don't win anything with young boys. No, but that's that's it. I I I'm I'm fully on the seven out of ten. Um, and if he and if he gets a fast start, eight out of ten. I, I'm completely ready to buy into uh, falling in love with a new manager's um, style and rhetoric, and um, and and just like you said, you hit the nail on the head, like as you, as you do one in a thousand. Um, he has got he's he's got a, a rapport with the fans that that effectively he must have had a decent rapport with the Schalke fans to go double digit <laughs> losses in a row and not have been sacked. So if we're being explained to what's happening, and I think that could be crucial come the end of the season, if if it doesn't go well, which I still think we will finish at least in the playoffs. I, I do think that's the case, partly because they've acted so quickly with such a safe pair of hands. Um, but almost irrelevant of whether or not we go up or not. There's a lot of players out of contract, a lot of decisions to be made. And I want, especially with some of the more sensitive ones, like the GOAT, I want to I want to be involved in that conversation. I, mean, I want the fans to, to understand what might happen with players who have gone, do you know what, I'm ready for a new challenge, whether they're in or out of contract. You know, players like Cruel, players like... Um, gun, if it were that we didn't go up, and and you know he might think that he's done enough to show he can move on. So, yeah, that that's why that's why I feel more positive. That the timing of it again, you mentioned that was a you gave that an eight out of ten. I mean, I would give that I would give that a ten out of ten because realistically, I don't think it's reasonable to ask to to move any quicker, and they moved too quickly last time, in my opinion, um, and I think we've paid the price for it. The, the reason I maybe went on on eight, and you know, you, I hadn't prepared for that question, so you kind of caught me on the hop. Look, 
it was timely. It was it was good. Um, I just get the sense that maybe Wagner was the the only show in town, and that it, it all roads were going to lead to him. And if that was the case, and there'd been some preliminary discussions about him coming ahead of Dean Smith being relieved of his duties, which let's be honest, those kind of conversations happen. You know, back back channels are always kind of working in that regard. I don't know. Maybe we could have moved slightly swifter, but that's that's been hypercritical. I think. The, I'm like you. The, the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the pertinent point that you touched on, I think, is is getting everyone together now, and it is not just David Wagner harnessing the the positive energy that should be around a new managerial appointment, but everyone harnessing that. And that's you know, look, that supporter groups, you know, who should galvanise and and really get behind him in the stands, and and the advent of the drum being at the Barclays should you know really really help with that and and should help to drive the you know the team on but but the football club as well and and I think Wagner will be acutely aware and, and you look at someone like Frank Lampard right who let's be honest should have been relieved of his duties what three or four months ago like he's been an absolute shambles at Everton you know kind of fraudulent appointment you know should not be in that job it's ridiculous for a, a club with the the stature and size of Everton um, to be, you know, kind of floating around where they are is just inconceivable based on the money they've spent. And I know there are wider systemic issues at that football club, but Frank Lampard was never going to fix any of those. But what Frank Lampard did early doors is he tried to understand the culture of the football club. He tried to understand the fans. He went on the charm offensive and that's bought him two or three more months than he actually deserved. If Dean Smith had done that, I'm not saying that everything would have been different and his football would have been great and everyone would have been positive. But it might have bought him a bit more time and actually in a more comfortable environment, maybe those players might have flourished a bit. I really always thought that both he and the club were missing a trick in terms of not trying to construct the you know, the story of, of where Norwich City are going next. And that's what has to happen now. You know, Stuart Webber needs to come out and um, or Neil Adams or whoever it is at the football club and spend some time with the local boys, spend some time certainly with, you know, the likes of Michael Bailey, um, you know, kind of a, an arch and, and the beep and really give them, right, this is what we're thinking, the, you know, kind of get under the bonnet. This is this is the direction of travel. Yeah. I, I, we just, haven't had it for so long. And, and uh, look, it does us a disservice as fans that the football club don't didn't recognise that we needed that. And that Norwich is an educated fan base. Norwich want to uh, Norwich fans want to understand what's going on and they really value their local journalists. And we're uh, you know, as you you say repeatedly on this podcast, we are really lucky to have who we have that are working on the local beat. Let them help. Let them be along for the journey because everyone else is, you know, kind of wants to get get on board. So you know, the club are, are really at pains regularly to have said when things were going well, we are stronger together. This is the time when we need to get stronger and we need to be together. Yeah, so two things there. The, the first thing I, uh, what I was, I'm glad you brought up um, the elite drum because it, 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 I think it was superb. Uh, it was commented on by the Reading fans yeah, after the game, how, how good the atmosphere was considering how bad the game was. Um, and what I'd noticed in both the Reading and Watford game, it was probably more the case in the Watford game where I think Watford were on top for you know much longer spells than than Reading were. I thought, my goodness me, Reading are unattractive to watch. But then I thought that Blackburn as well. I thought Blackburn were awful when we when we played them at home the first time. Obviously, they've got them coming up again at the weekend. Um, it really does suppress the away fans. 
you know, when you've got that constant drone of a beam mm. and, and you're not kind of wondering what you're going to do next. And it basically, the, the, it shortens the gaps between the songs. Um, and uh, I, I thought the, given how poor really um, the, the, the performances on the pitch were, in, in, I did think the players played with a bit more freedom, particularly first half against um, Reading. I think they ran out of puff a bit after half an hour. They sort of thought, oh, right, okay. We thought this probably was going to be enough to have got kind of got the breakthrough and, and be be out of sight by now. Um, and I feel they sort of lost their way a bit because, you know, the only tactic did seem to be you three make non-stop runs and then Gabby Sara, when you get the chance, you make runs as well. But no one seemed to have told the defence or the defensive midfielders to to put the ball in the channels when they made those runs. Or to um, drop deep and actually get the ball. That would help. No, no. So it was, it, it, we looked like, they looked like 11 lads that were told to go and run about a bit. Um, uh, enjoy yourself, enjoy the occasion. There'll be a new manager on soon. He'll be watching or she'll be watching this, etc. Um and they played like that, really. And therefore, there were some good bits and there were some woeful bits. Um, and to your point on if if there was a better narrative, the reason the atmosphere was so good was because Dean Smith had gone. And, and the Norwich fans felt like they'd been listened to. And they felt like um, it, it was almost a celebration of, of a new era in, incoming. Uh, and the fact that they were willing to sing someone else's name who had tactically achieved next to nothing because they basically did one press conference where they said, I'm going to try and play like this. And then they tried to play like that. They didn't it do it very well. It was interesting that they ditched his name from the Yellow Army chant, like probably about halfway through the Watford game when yes, it was like, because, actually, this is fucking dreadful. Shit. I mean, it was fucking shit. Yeah. And uh, and uh, whether or not um, the the we've heard a couple of names that look like they're going to be in the, the coaching um, backroom staff. Um, but they they haven't been they haven't kind of come out properly doubly sourced or whatever. But um, doesn't have we? Have we? You have. I haven't. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I have. Um, but the uh, I'm not sure whether or not he'll still be about. You know, he was a club appointment, not a Smith appointment, etc. But yeah, it just showed that all they wanted was um, not him. I think McDennis made a really good point um, about the fact that. If you know there were a smattering of boos here and there, mostly for the ref in the Reading game, yeah. um, but actually that you know they probably would have been booed off all four halves um, had that had that been a Dean Smith Norwich performance. Uh, and I think there is an element where he's right, but that they're basically booing a lack of ideas, a lack of creativity, a lack of taking opportunities properly or creating the right incisive opportunities and using the tools that you've got to to to, to their disposal properly. And and they don't um, they we you know the, I mean I, I don't say we when we when it comes down to boo because I, I don't stand and boo I just can't it doesn't seem I I'd never tell someone you can't you shouldn't but to me I just it just feels so counterproductive shouting and swearing yeah I'm I'm all over that um, but but actually so personal abuse yes booing uh, no uh, yeah, just well, checking where your line is mate it, yeah when it says when you say personal abuse that is shit is not necessarily a personal abuse I, I don't tend to say a particular person's name although i do sometimes call for people to be subbed but i don't think they can hear me anyway um <laughs> when it comes to the, the booing i think that is what is being booed is it was just the rock that was being booed yeah, and absolutely it, weber mentioned it um in his article and i do find it sorry in his interview with sky sports and i do find it interesting how often um, our friend Mick, you know, I am ever so fond of Mick. Um, how close to the Weber's kind of line he so often is when he was saying, you know, actually it's difficult for the players in that toxic environment to be able to perform. Um, and yeah, I get it. That it, it must be very, very difficult to hear your manager being called out in that way. But likewise, from alternative sources, 
um, there were several players um, sending texts to other people within the game about how buzzing they were that the change had been made. And you saw that all of the players out on loan liked the fact that he'd been sacked. And the only social media post I saw about it was from Isaac Hayden. I didn't see any other players. Yeah, I think Ramsey might have put something on Instagram, but, well, but that was there a you lot, go. basically. Yeah, that, and that's basically his son. Doesn't that tell you a story? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, and, and, and I know he, you know he only had a year. A year is still a long enough time for you to have been in the employment of someone where you're, you know, let's have it, have, let's have it right. Some of those weeks, they see each other seven times a week. To, to, to not be able to have built up that approach. I feel like the play, he had lost the players earlier this season. Um, and I, I feel like they were surprised they were had, they had that big winning run. And, and likewise, it, it's always been the case that we have consist, we consistently, even when we were, you know, second in the league and, and we, whatever, we went on that crazy unbeaten run, and that winning run, we were saying, yeah, but we don't look very good. <laughs> like the football shit. And we were bemoaning how bad the league must be for us to be where we were, as, as happy as we were to be there. And that's just, it, we never thought it was sustainable. So it, it's just simply not true to say, um, oh, it's results, results will change everything around. It's like, well, no, not really. So I, I think there was, it was very nice. You referenced Weber's interview. It was very nice that he acknowledged. And I think, look, let's, let's just say, look, we've spoken to people in the club and, earlier this season there was very much an attitude of look if we just keep winning or if we start winning then everything will be all right and the fans will get on board and Stuart Webber should come out very candidly and pretty much admit that he'd underestimated that you know the the bond between a head coach and the fans needed to be a real thing and maybe that was unique to this football club and maybe you know winning wasn't the be all and end all and, and there's more to it a, a community club like like Norwich City I thought that was really good. I think some of the headlines that maybe had been generated out of his um, his interview and, a, you know, a veil, well, no, not even a veil dig. It was, you know, kind of a little poke at the fans maybe were harsh because actually if you listen to that seven and a half minutes of or however long it was, I thought he talked quite a lot of sense all the way through it and there was a more of a conciliatory tone than... I've seen for a while from him and maybe that's because I haven't seen him for a while but I don't know I think it was considered I think Weber knows what he's doing with the media a lot of the time and he knows what he wants to say and he, he got some some pretty decent messages across what did you make of him I was kind of uh, I feel a little bit like a wounded a wounded lover with with Weber there's there's an element where I just think I don't know. You're you're going to have to. There's going to have to be a few interviews where there's more positives than than veiled jabs at the fan base and 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 at the local media to whom we are really good friends with. Um, you know that it's, and he didn't mention them at all. I don't think it was all no, we need to get together, but the media weren't. Yeah, which, yeah, and, I, and I'm, you know, the, the, you know, there, there have been there have been so many attempts to try and you know resolve that because it's not a workable situation and this should be a prime example you mentioned before about the club rallying around around just trying to take advantage of the the, the positivity of of, of uh, Wagner Rock um you know the era that we've now gone into you we, just wanted to say that so that you could use it as the podcast title yep so <laughs> And <laughs> Edie wasn't available. You know, we didn't have someone to come on and say something bonkers about frogs wearing tutus or whatever to, to be able to come up with a title. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that they will necessarily do that I, I, unless they unless they say right, come on, let's have everyone in. You're all going to get um, a 20 minute sit down 
with with Wagner, uh, or you know, or, or a ten minute sit down with Wagner, a ten minute sit down with Stewart, um, about after the Blackburn game, before the Preston game, to to you know, uh, come up to Colney. And, just be and, so silly not to, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, break, it would just break, be really silly not to. Because they'll have had enough time to have a few conversations and get together about what they're actually going to be planning on doing. Um, Wagner will have had, got that Blackburn game out of the way. Uh, we'll be out of the cup. We can concentrate on the league. Um, <laughs> and, um, hey. uh, and, and we can... Uh, and, and there should by then be a fairly substantial message. Because you would think once, once Weber had spoken to Wagner... If he got the if he got the feeling from the rest of the decision making bods at Carroll Road that he was going to be allowed to appoint his mate, you would think that he would probably have said to Wagner, "Look, if you if you want it, it's probably yours." So I'd imagine their conversations can be, and this is where it might be a big advantage to appoint to appoint him, knowing how each other work. Obviously, Weber will have developed a bit, and so will Wagner in the last few years, but. You'd imagine a lot of the formalities and a lot of the niceties, maybe that it won't take as long for them to warm up and start getting on the same page. Mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe they will be a bit further ahead by Preston, which is the first thing that really matters um, in the Wagnerock era um, to work. <laughs> I keep pushing it. It will mean T-shirts, punt. Um, so, yeah. To if, be fair, if, yeah, I, did, I did immediately jump to, you know, yeah, but yeah, also no. there's, I've just Googled his assistant and his last Bula. name is Bueller. So I've just jumped to loads of Ferris, you know, Bula. Ferris Bueller's. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and if Andy Hughes is there as well, um, then we can start, you know, there's there's Hughes Electrical. Uh, and Ooh, you know, But it's actually spelt Buller. So like B-U-H. Yeah, it is. Buh. Yeah. Yeah. But. But. Bella. Yeah. All right, Bella. Yeah, we can, um, <laughs> there's plenty for us to go at. But I mean, the idea, I mean, the idea that, the idea that we would ever put Dean Smith on a t-shirt to try and sell t-shirts and make money for flags and banners and TIFOs and, you know, you just, that, that just sums up everything that was wrong with where the club had got to. And then where it went, like this sort of weird sideways term he went, where we just went, actually, let's see if we can stay up with someone who's establishment, if you like. Mm. Um, Wagner, to me, feels like he's a little bit outside of the kind of establishment normal bods. He isn't mentioned all the time with all of the other. I, I, I read somewhere that he was close to West Brom, uh, getting a West Brom gig last year, I think. Um, and I think there was a Spanish appointment that he was touted with as right. well so but but he's but at the same time he isn't one of the you know he isn't part of the kind of bruce dyche um no Lich, no certainly not merry-go-round and so i i'm i'm very i'm very positive about about that and and the fact that he could give us he could get us back to that stage where we feel like we are the underdogs but we've got someone who knows how to play that underdog card and knows how to creatively set us up to to just entertain us and there was um, the goal we scored against Reading was a little mini triangle of sorts on the edge of the box, and it was fantastic, and I and it was brilliant, and and it was totally organic. I couldn't, I bet they couldn't do it again. I don't think it was worked on on Colney. I don't think it's something that came out of you know brilliant tactics, um, but you know I've, I've seen people say, oh well, it's already too late to you know for this season. Nonsense. I think I think it is, mate. I really well, think it is, and I think play, for the playoffs. I think I don't. I don't think that it is. Look, dear, we could we could make it. I'm saying, but if I was going to lay twenty quid either way on whether, whether we will make it, then I don't think we will. And my reasons are as really around 
the fitness of the squad, the energy levels, the despondency, which hopefully that changes with a, a new head coach coming in. But, you know, there's just there's a, a downwards momentum about the football club. And until that gets arrested and until, you know, everyone starts feeling positive about that. But the Wagner appointment doesn't necessarily lead me to a place where I'm like, well, that's all going to change quickly. And the reason that I say that is, look, neither you or I are football experts. Otherwise, we wouldn't, you know, we'd be doing a different podcast rather than the Long Come Norwich podcast. Mm -hmm. But we do both know, like we've seen Wagner sides, we would certainly as Huddersfield side, and I saw like real glimpses of of the Schalke team um, early on. And they're really high energy. They're high press. He played with wingers. Like very often there was a lone striker. Um, But there was a real dynamism to it. Now, you look through that squad, we don't have that. Like we genuinely don't have that. Like, you know, be it all the way through, possibly, you know, Josh Sargent. Yeah. Apart from that, like who's, you know, Kenny, all right. But like, is Kenny educated enough in terms of the the way in which he plays football? You know, there is a lot of running around and energy, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, sometimes I think it's wasted energy. So maybe if he can be channeled, then that might be a positive. But I just, I've, I've seen two or three people that, you know, I respect their opinions on Twitter go, oh, I really think that, you know, he'll get us to almost to this high pressing style that, that Smith was was driving towards. I think he's going to be way more high energy than that. And I think it's going to take us potentially a good couple of months, maybe three months to get wedded to that style. And by the time we have, I just think it'll be gone. Um, and, you know, and maybe we'll put on a, a late run and maybe we'll stay in touch and it, and it will be enough because we've got certainly some quality individuals at the football club that, you know, if we do get on that run and we do start believing it could all be fine. I, but I just think too much has gone and you know that we've got 20 games and we probably need to go at two points a game from now to be safely ensconced in playoffs uh well i'll have 20 quid with you to a charity of your choice at the end of the season because i i i think it would be a, a effectively a game out with 20 to go it would be a, a, a unmitigated failure of an appointment and Weber would seriously have to consider his future. But, but I don't think it would be a failure of an appointment if would. we'd got that because style you, back and we'd no, got that connection back and we'd got that bond back. Yeah, I think but, we'd be fine. You, you can think that, but the, the point I'm making is with 20 games to make up three points um, in this league uh, with the forward momentum they should have had, because if you then go, oh, well, actually... Um, unfortunately, there wasn't enough time left this season. However, we don't have to play some nice football now. You've then got to say, what the fuck were you doing waiting until after the World Cup, you bellend? Bearing oh, in mind well, that was, I agree with entirely, yeah. yeah. You know, bear <laughs> in mind, Why were we waiting? But yeah. we, we're, however, we're both on that page anyway. How, yeah, but however, I, would, I will be... I'm, I'm not on that page if we win you know, four of the next six because you go, okay, yeah, we've given ourselves enough time. And you go, okay, you you made you made a call. You know football much better than I do, and you thought that you saw enough because he's at Colney. He speaking to senior players, and we know he listens to senior players. And so, yes, I know I've glibly said I think you might have lost the, train, the, the dressing room a bit earlier. If that was really true, I honestly think they would have got rid sooner because he 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 does care what the senior pros think because he knows I, the players I, I think win the football camp matches. was split. From what we're told, the camp was yeah. fairly split on Smith and some really liked his training methods, but I think some possibly liked his training methods because they were used to Farkas training methods and these were completely different. And well, I'm not saying a... it was the Costa del Colney that maybe yeah. it had been in the past, but it was certainly only. easier on the individuals that were training there than, than it had yeah, been I under want, the previous regime. I want stories after 
five, six days of, of Wagnerock era starting. Are we going Wagnerock or, or Wagnerock? Because Wagnerock's harder to say. It's got to be Wagner though, hasn't it? Because that's his actual name. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're simple folk. Um, okay, so Wagnerock. Dave, Dave Wagnerock. There you go. Dave Wagnerock, okay. Yeah, meet me halfway. So Dave Wagnerock <laughs> era has started. I want five days in there to be a message about players are really struggling with the double sessions and how hard it is and they've never had to run so far. Yes, please, more of that. Brilliant. That's what Absolutely I want brilliant. And, 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 wanted, and that's I where I think there will be a period of adjustment. And look, can you really see the likes of... And look, these are two players we'd need to fire in a, in a championship running because our midfield is... Shit. Yeah. But, you know, so can you see Marcelino Nunez and Gabi Sara, you know, adjusting to those double sessions well? Because I can't. And we really need them now. Nunez, and, you know, look, it's unreasonable for Nunez us to need can. them now because they both need to adjust and they both need time and they both feel like Mario Vrancic style kind of edging into English football and they just need that patience. Yeah, but, but that, at the that, same time, I don't. I don't. We need I him for this so. season if we're going to be successful. I, I agree. We, we need, he needs to. So Wagner Wagner needs to get. Um, he needs to immediately get Campwell and or Nunez, and say, "You're my ten. It all goes through you. you, you you're my steeperman." He might not use the phrase. Neither of them are a ten, though, are they? To Kieran Dale. Whatever. I mean, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think Dow's quite got the same level of ability to completely lift two the players around. Dow was a really good championship attacking midfielder who his career has gone sideways because of his... But again, I don't think he's got the dynamism maybe to play in a Wagner team. I don't, think he's, I don't think his ceiling is the same as, as Campwell or Nunez. I think Campwell or Nunez could run the team. They're not Emmy Buendia players, but in the similar way to... Or, or an Aaron Moy at, at Huddersfield, though he kind of was deeper and sort of... You know, he built things from deeper than they, those two players would typically play. But my point is, they are two incredibly technically gifted attacking players mm-hmm. who can score goals and create goals and get fans off their seat and get momentum going and change momentum in games and draw fouls. Uh, and we do have a couple of people, you know, you know, a couple of Saras free kicks are very good. We do have people who can take attacking free kicks, um, and they can both win free kicks around the box and. If he needs to get an arm around them and say, right, under me, I will get you the move of your dreams in the summer or you will, you, I'll get you in the Premier League. This is this is why I want to build. I want to find a way of getting you in the team or you in the team or both of them or however he does it. Because I, I do think that I think we've got enough in Gibbs plus McLean, McLean plus Sarah, Sarah plus Gibbs. I think we've got enough in, in two of those if Hayden, Hayden might be fit enough to play the last five minutes of the last game. Um, we we I think we've got enough there. If you had something really really special in front of them on form and on song that was basically taking the attention of at least one or two, so that they were not constantly just being run through. I I I think our midfield has has underperformed, but I just think that they've chopped and changed personnel. They've chopped and changed shape. They've chopped and changed what they're being asked to do. Whether they're being asked to receive the ball directly from the centre backs, whether they're being asked to receive the ball from the full backs after it's been pushed out from there. It, it you know, I I I have seen them all play well enough in person to have confidence that they could all be part of a playoff final winning uh, team. However, the sum of the parts at the moment doesn't seem to be firing and that is obviously coaching and tactics. So the, the reason I, I'm willing to give 20 pounds to the charity of your choice and it can't be the punt benevolent fund is is going back the to human, what I said, the going human back, fund going back to what i said before not many people get that joke 
um, going back to what I said before, um, it's always good when you have to follow up a joke with not many people. Yeah, not many it. people will get that. Yeah, That's no, niche. Not, yeah, yeah, your stand-up career didn't go very well, did you? Ben you Stokes will people. get it. That'll yeah. be a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it would be an unmitigated failure of an appointment because of, you know, one one game in 20 we need to make up. So I don't think there will be, and this is where my money's really going, more so than Norwich, really. I'd be willing to put £20 to any charity of your choice that there aren't four teams outside of Burnley and Sheffield United that go at two points a game between now and the end of the season. I don't think it's a very good league. I think I think, I, it's, I a think really it's a dreadful even, league. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is why I don't think anyone's good enough to go at two points. But a I don't game. think we're that good either. But two points a game would only get be. you to like seventy-six points or something, you know. And that's, you know, that's that's usually like middle of the playoffs towards the bottom, you know, kind of fourth, fifth. Um, and yes, it will require a lower points tally, but I don't think it will be like a seventy points job, which we is only, one of the lowest no, ever. We, to, we only to need roll to be in. six. We only need to be six. We only need to get to the dance. You know, it's not like there's three rounds worth of, of of games. It's not a round robin. We need to get to the dance and then have a. And then if we've got a tactician who, again, if we got there, no one would want to face us because how often do we see the team with the momentum go all the way? You know, when you do when you do just creep in. Some you know you just creep in and you've got all that joy of the last day, especially if it came down to the last kick or whatever. And then you then you're facing the team that just failed to catch Sheffield United, for example, or basically have have never been able to catch Sheffield United because they're 15 points behind and they have been for the last three months, so they haven't really had as much to play for. Yeah, you know, the, the momentum's huge in in playoff football, and uh, I'm not saying we're going to go up. I'm I'm not saying there's not huge problems. Um, and one thing I also wanted to touch on on this on this this pod is uh, one of the other big talking points and things that have been often repeated when we've sort of looked at people reacting to the timing of the sacking and the fact that who are we going to get in is oh well it's not you know there's, there's a lot of other problems to solve it's not just it's not just it's just not the just the manager goes goes above that so I wanted to actually look at um, what I think is is what people are talking about there. Um, and and if we just look at the recruitment, I want to focus purely on if if I'm if you're paying twenty pounds to the charity of my choice at the end of the season, and we actually then go up. Let's look at Weber's record on buying players for the Premier League under Norwich. This will be right? fun. So um, we've got uh, Rashidza, Gunn, Gibson, Yunulis, Lees Malou, Sergeant Zollis. Now, obviously, a couple in there were loans that turned into. You know, actual, uh, but they were players who were bought for a Premier League mm-hmm. campaign. Uh, we also loaned in Gilmore, Williams, Norman, and Quebec. I mean, what a window! And then the previous time, obviously, was the go to war without a gun um, instead of buying a bunch of faulty tanks. Um, we had Fearman, Byram, I would argue, decent signing, unlucky with some of his injuries. Dirt, although, you know, his history did suggest that. Dermich, Duda, and Rupp came in Jan. Uh, and we loaned in Amadou and Patrick Roberts. So you've got 12 permanent, six loan. Two of those, you could argue, are in our best 11 currently. Two of who, 18. Who are you arguing out of those? Because I've just... Gun. So Byram and Gunn? Uh, you should just got Gunn and Sergeant, I would say. Okay. Are, yeah. are in our, yeah, are right, in our best fair. 11. And, and Byram you, might have a... If he's fit, could it, could yeah. actually have a shout at left-back? Because I think we've got real problems at left-back yes. at the so, moment. D- so you could, you know, basically, Dimmy, Byram, Gibson are all 
they're all players who will start a lot of games if fit and the other people aren't fit, but they are all mm-hmm. totally capable of, well, Byron is not really capable of massive ricks. He's capable of just falling over and hurting himself every five minutes. Bless him. Bless him. And, and it's such a shame because he, there's no, no one would take either side of the, I think he's the best fullback at the club when he's yeah. fit, you know, because our, because Aaron's has, has regressed, not with, not Aaron's at his pomp is better. Well, and also Aaron's is more of a wing back and attacking player, Quite, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But um, and also his, his delivery is superb. His, his set piece delivery is superb. Um, and then yeah, looking at the lone players, um, none of those would get in. Our, I don't think any of those, aside from Williams, because of the fullback injury crisis we had earlier in the season, none of those players would even get in our team. So we hired, we, we you know, we loaned six players on, you know, in two Premier League seasons, none of which would get into our current middle of the table Championship team. Do you know, I mean, Matthias Norman's playing in, in this team right now, isn't he? Brandon Williams is probably playing in this, in no, this team no, right now. I, don't, I, I, wouldn't pick, I wouldn't pick him over Dimmy. I wouldn't pick him. I mean, I didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't last season. Wouldn't pick him over Dimmy. Definitely wouldn't pick him over Aaron's. Wouldn't pick him over... Um, no, I, 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 I would pick, it, I'd pick be, him over McCallum and McCallum is the, is the okay, current but incumbent. But, again, so, yeah, not, but, but you know, it's semantics. You know, it's, 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 it's another example of a player who's not might, improving us he immeasurably, may, is he? He may well be, he may well be a squad player in the championship, but we yeah. bought that he was recruited to strengthen us in the league. And again, similar mm-hmm. to what, similar to part of my defence for Wagner in the, the, um, the Huddersfield lot, it's not like Williams has gone on to, 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 to play 50 games for Man United or, you know, gone on loan to a different team, gone on loan to Brentford and, and, and been brilliant for them or whatever. So, um, that, that, that's the real issue for me. Um, on his third attempt, if, if, if we get there again, he's got to improve on, if you're being unkind, a two out of 18 record of useful signing signings. And if you give him Byram and Dimmy or Byram and, um, uh, Williams, which I think is very kind, then four out of 18. I mean, that is abysmal. Um, mm-hmm. We can't afford to misfire. Now, you could argue, of course, that Jolis and Rashidza might come back refreshed and full of form and all the rest of it. But... I think Rashidza's off, isn't he? I think Rashidza is, is going to um, Galatasaray permanently. They're trying to work that deal now. Oh, that'd be nice. Well, good, for, that, good for him. Yeah. Good for and him we get some because... money. Yeah, yeah, no, good him. I, I, but my point, I was going to round off on both of those, was to say, I, you can't pin your promotion new squad hopes on um, players that uh, failed in the Premier League, um, and hope that it's much better this time. With especially when you've now gone down a similar yeah. route, manager rise, so they're probably going to have to play in a similar style to the one that didn't work for them last time. So yeah, I mean, and I know that's looking ahead um, because we're not even in the playoffs at the moment, but that th- I think that. When it comes to problems at the top, th- and when it comes to a plan, they're the things that they're the things that that concern me the most around a more medium term Norwich City future. Which is, I believe Wagner can get us out of this division. It took him a season and a half at Huddersfield. Um, he came in a bit earlier in the season, um, and then he did it in the second season there. If he if he takes us up next year with a mostly new squad, which it probably would have to be, great. You know that that's fantastic. But my concern is. We need to see that massive uptick, and and until we have a message or a plan or a different feeder club or news from the investors that means you know what we're actually going to spend some money and we're going to get some tanks with with, with the wheel still on, then only then do I think it's even worth going up, um, because otherwise you know it could be similar. But any comments on all of that? I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, Thomas. There really is. <laughs> I think coming back to, um 
head coach not being the silver bullet and you you know you you firmly pinning that on well look the issue is recruitment yeah of course recruitment is a massive issue but i think what the club lost and i don't know where along the way we lost it is the culture that had been that had bedded in so well and people had cultivated for you know a good couple of years like 2018-19 said it on this pod before like they were at pains at the end of that season to go, like it's really easy when you're winning. Our culture is going to be tested now. Like we all need to stay together, you know, kind of fans, journos. Like we we attended a dinner at the club, I think, which might have been like early on in that Premier League season, where it's like we all need to be on, you know, in, in the same same room, on board with the same plan, you know, and and we all need to be together. When did that stop happening? Like when did someone just go, do you know what? Don't don't like the fans that much, and the, and the the local boys are, are pissing us off. So you know, let let's just divert from that because we never got told it. And then that's the thing is, I think so. Culture and communication needs to improve because there's a lot to like at this football club in terms of infrastructure. There's there's a lot to like in terms of the way in which we go about our our business. Into you know, with engaging with the community, certainly with regards to the CSF. There used to be a lot to like about the way in which we communicated with our fans. We engaged with our fans and the fans got behind the team. And that started again. I think, you know, City Elite have done a a grand job in terms of um, galvanising home support with the drum. That should be the start of a process. That was driven and it has been acknowledged, as I understand it, by senior people within the football club as a real positive. Um, You know, that kind of thing needs to start to happen again. We need to start to look at, you know, from a long-term Norwich perspective, how we can um, supplement that with with really brilliant displays. Again, you know, kind of in the Barclay and beyond. But, you know, equally, you know, wider to that, fans need to feel part of the process again because they haven't for so very long. And it kind of pissed me off a bit the attitude was, oh, well, we're doing it like every other football club does it in the Premier League. And this, you know, regression to, oh, let's be like everyone else. And well, that's I know not very Norfolk, that at length, it? But it's not very Norfolk. And also, you've shown us what good looks like. So don't stop doing that now. So yeah. I think, you know, that for me is probably the biggest issue with why everyone has felt so detached from this, from this club for so long. And I think the more I think about it, David Wagner hopefully gets that and will have been told that and the head coach is one of the you know most important people when it comes to connection with the football team so if if he's on board with that if he you know if he gives time to the locals if he maybe if he gives time to you know supporters be it fans forums podcasts you know kind of whatever kind of media that he's going to choose to do um you know an engagement in that perspective it could start to look really positive again you know despite or you know regardless of whether we make top six or not you know that that for me doesn't concern me at all at this stage whether we're top six or not at the end of the season what concerns me is that we have our football club back in the guys that we loved it yeah i mean it's falling back in love isn't it that's that's what that's what we need and that's what the club need commercially before season ticket renewal deadline never never seen so many people you know waving about it mm. um you know I, i'd never um this this is a tiny uh, anecdote in terms of it's a, such a small thing but I was pissed off about how much I paid for parking for the game, for the Watford game. And it's never even occurred to me that, that I would spend money on, on city center parking for, for, for a Norwich game. Right. It would never, never occur to me to be annoyed by it because any, almost any cost associated with Norwich, not to sound, you know, 
la-di-da. I mean, I don't mean thousands of pounds, but I mean, it's just like any match day cost is just so baked into my budget that that's what... Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, it sort of struck me as I was driving home. I was like, wow, it doesn't, it's cost the same amount for ages, but I'm, I, I'm bemoaning and thinking, what could I have spent those few pounds on that instead I spent having my car somewhere so I could watch that shit? And, it, and I just, I thought, what's happened to me? You know, how far have I come in? And, and that's to your point about showing us how, how, how good good is it took a good 18 months of getting us to what good is like and and really building that momentum with the manager and understanding it and that's with you know to your point about he's he's ta- he takes a real lead role he's the only one with a metronomic uh twice sometimes even three times a week you know three times in seven days he's got the opportunity to tell the fans something and put a message across so a minimum of two a week um and so he's the only one really at the football club with that relationship with with the press. Therefore, he's got the most immediate relationship. He's got obviously, you know, you've got the, the program notes, but being able to have your voice heard and get sound bites out into the into the Norfolk public on the reg, he's the only person really with that. So But I think the club can choose to do more. So the club oh, have chosen not to do more. I get and that. that that's well, really hurt us. Well, well I, I, part of me thinks that the reason they didn't supplement what Smith was doing is because it would have made Smith look even worse. Because if, it, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if they, yeah, were, yeah. if they, if they're almost having to pick up the slack and like put out, you know, um, uh, the, uh, the person who, who runs the office and the people who put person who waters the plants at Colney and grows the veg, then, you know, because at least then someone's talking to the fans, that it, then it shows what a vacuum has been created by how little personality Dean Smith has managed to get across to us. Um, and so, that, yeah, I, I'm, if, if Wagner continues the way that he, again, um, this is me reading up on it and obviously spending far more time in the last 24 hours reading up on what he was like as a manager than I ever really knew, knew before. It does seem like that is way more the type of guy we're getting. Um, and if, I believe that um, I mean City Elite have done a brilliant job with the drum, um, and get, and finally getting that approved after showing what a difference it can make to away um, uh, atmospheres. Until basically the football meant that even that didn't work. Um, likewise, uh, you know ourselves, my football writer, and um, you know the, the local press all need to be feeling positive about there is an opportunity to really get part of a movement towards something positive again now i still think that that there's enough time for that to be bedded in and have results we probably need to get lucky in the next two or three games whilst the fitness standards are going up and tactics going in you know we might need a penalty here and there we might need you know a couple of teams to have an off day but you know we've we've got enough games in those 20 against teams around us um, that th- we we are still totally in oh, control of our own we've fate. Absolutely, got enough time. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I, just, I, get, I think there's too that. much to turn around. It's, it's perfectly, yeah, yeah, it's perfectly logical. But in terms of how much to turn around is, I I only ever really care about the points when it comes to league league table. And um, what I don't what I what I don't want is I don't want to reverse into the playoffs under Smith and get dispatched four nil four nil in two legs against a good team. You know what? What I would rather do is go into the lottery of the playoffs with with the momentum and with knowing how we're going to turn up and and a feeling of which if we fail this time we're a bit miffed that Weber made the right change but at the wrong time. But hey, look, we're going places and I can't wait to go at this. I can't wait for him to get forty six games next season because think how how much the place will be bouncing come August if if we you know so that there is an opportunity now to really really wrap up this season. 
but then again, I we're only we're just over halfway. To, you know, talking about wrapping up a season, but we've still got nearly half of it left. I think there's a lot of twists and turns to come. Um, but uh, have I managed to talk you up from um, what was it, a six out of ten, up to seven at least? No. No, no, I'm, I'm a six. And look, do you know what? I nearly said four or five because I was what? completely under. I, I was complete. No, but like that's just average. That's middle of the road, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. Everyone knows the average is six. All right, well then there you go. Like I said, six. But I just think, yeah. Do you know what, Mayor? Like I'm underwhelmed by it. Okay. Could be brilliant. Uh, could be really amazing, and I want it to be. Could just be really meh. And, you know, we get more of the same as to what he's done in his, his last two managerial right. well, stints. If, if you're listening to this, send us a message on the socials. Are you a six or seven, an eight or nine or a ten? You can go one to five as well, but I don't think that many people can be one to five. Um, oh, I think that, there'll be more than you think. Not that long come Norwich listeners, I don't think. Yeah, um, oh, I think so. Oh, you think so, do you? Oh, okay. I, I do. Um, I don't I know do. why you said it. I'm not going to stick 20 quid on it. Yeah, but... No, okay. No, we've, we've, we've done our 20 quid. Um, anyway, fine. Look. It's a new dawn. It is the Wagner Rock era um, and uh, the merch will be on its way. We will be back to discuss uh, how potentially the first game has gone, depending on how long he gets. If it's one of those things where he's in the dugout, he's in the stands watching because they don't unveil him until Friday or whatever, um, then, then yeah, we, we, we may not get, get around the microphones. But we'll be back soon to discuss what Wagner football looks like um, and hopefully um, dissect a really exciting first press conference where he lays out all the reasons that we're about to go on a promotion charge. Mind how you go.